arthritis, painful, achy joints, body stiffness, difficulty getting your arms and legs moving in the morning, swelling and tenderness showing up in places like your elbows, fingers, toes, knees, back, hips, wrists. Are ailments like these just part of life with Crohn's and colitis? Or is there something we can do not just to cover up the debilitating pain and discomfort that we feel, something that more gets to the root cause to bust that pain for good? If you've been struggling with Crohn's and colitis-induced arthritis, achy or stiff body parts that keep you from your daily activities, this episode is for you because I've got you covered with seven ways to combat the daily pain and they are all natural and they're research backed by scientific studies. Bam! Here we go. You are listening to the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome to another episode of the Cheeky Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Haley, and I hope you've got your tea ready to have a good sip and chat with me today. Today, we are going to have a conversation that I don't see happening in very many places. When it comes to C&C, Crohn's and colitis, we talk about the diarrhea, the blood in the toilet, the bloating, the gas, all those gut struggles that we face. But As moms with IBD, we know all too well that there's just more. And there's more to C&C than the gut stuff. IBD is systemic. It impacts our whole body because when our disease is at its worst, at its worst, we are just raging with inflammation everywhere, aren't we? And one of those ways inflammation shows up throughout your body is with inflammation of our joints or arthritis. One of the worst parts about arthritis is that it can show up in any or even all of our joints. It's not unusual that we have an achy elbow, but also pain in our wrist or our knee. And sometimes our whole body can feel like it's on fire. In learning as much as I could about IBD-induced arthritis and how to combat it, I came across this great interview with a prominent gastroenterologist, Dr. Timothy Orchard. It was in a peer-reviewed medical journal 
gastroenterology and hepatology it's called it's seriously long it's full of medical jargon it's dense but what I want to do is give you some of the highlights to get this conversation started because for me the interview it really put in perspective how pervasive this problem really is for those of us with Crohn's and colitis and it also showed the types of arthritis that we usually deal with when we have IBD. So I found it to be really interesting, really a fascinating interview. So in this interview, Dr. Orchard, he talks about how there's a genetic component for arthritis. Surprise, surprise, right? That's not the surprise part. And of course, that would explain why some of us with IBD get arthritis and why some of us don't. And that's not to say that all is hunky-dory for you if you don't have arthritis because there's lots of other co-diagnoses that we can get with IBD. But he then hypothesized that for those with the genetic predisposition to IBD-induced arthritis, it's triggered by a combination of leaky inflamed gut with a genetic susceptibility to certain luminal bacteria that allows for uncontrolled inflammation that targets the joints. Okay, I know that is a bit medical ease, so let's just break that down because now we're getting to the heart of why this is all happening in the first place. So this is really fascinating what he's saying. What he is hypothesizing is that leaky gut, which are those gaps in the tight junctions of our gut lining, they're supposed to be sealed and strong. Instead, they get loose and leaky, and then that allows undigested food particles and toxins into our bloodstream. And then he also mentions this thing called luminal bacteria, and that's the bacteria inside of the lining of our intestine, which is moving beyond the gut and then triggering inflammation in our joints. See, isn't that really fascinating? Interesting and fascinating how one thing just leads to the next. I have to say, this reminds me of the words of Dr. Tom O'Brien. He's a gluten sensitivity expert. Are you familiar with him? I know that he's all over the internet, so you might have heard of his work before. Definitely check him out if you're wondering how gluten affects your body. He's really the go-to resource. He has lots of great info. But he would always say that in our body, the chain breaks at the weakest link. So when problems breach our gut barrier, that means that they travel to the weakest link in our body. So stay with me here. If you are an arthritis sufferer, that weak link is your joints. And we all have a weak link, weak links maybe, if you suffer from things like, let's say, brain fog, poor concentration, a scattered mind, your weak link could be your neurological system, your brain. Or if you suffer from, let's say, skin rashes, hives, things like that, your weakest link could be your skin. And of course, like I said, we can have multiple weak links, but in the case of IBD-induced arthritis, you start with this genetic predisposition, but the challenges from your Crohn's or your colitis, it gives way to a weak link in your gut that then provides the gateway to your joints. Fascinating, right? Also in this interview, 
Dr. Orchard, he mentions the types of arthritis that are most common for those of us with IBD. He mentions that we get the types of inflammatory, all of us with IBD, we get the types of inflammatory arthritis like psoriatic arthritis, which is that kind of arthritis that's linked with people who have a skin condition called psoriasis. That's things like joint pain, stiffness, swelling, waking up with joint pain at night. Those are all common symptoms of psoriatic arthritis. And it also can be, this type of arthritis can be relaxing and remit and remitting. So you'll then go from periods of feeling fine to having this sudden period of massive pain and it can come and go like that. Besides psoriatic arthritis, another common type of arthritis for IBD sufferers is called ankylosing spondylitis. That's an inflammational arthritis that affects the spine and the large joints. It's interesting to me how many people that I meet who have both IBD and AS, ankylosing spondylitis. It's just they seem to kind of go hand in hand. And then Dr. Orchard also talks about another common type of arthritis that those of us with Crohn's and colitis tend to get, and it's the reactive arthritis. And that means that the arthritis is linked with some type of infection in the body. So the arthritis is the reaction to that infection. With IBD, reactive arthritis is triggered when bacteria in the intestines is believed to invade the bloodstream, and that's the triggering response, the triggering arthritis response. A couple other types of arthritis that I see in my coaching practice that I see with friends that have Crohn's and colitis is rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease just like Crohn's and colitis. They can be co-diagnoses. And then another one that I see as well is osteoarthritis, which is common in us women as we age. So how about you? Any of these kinds of arthritis, do they, are they familiar to you? Have you been dealing with arthritis like this? It can really be awful and debilitating and such a challenge. But I love this. The good news is that there is so much hope. Today, we don't have to settle for pain medication or other cover-ups. Help is available at the root cause level. I love it when I get to say that. And that's what I want to talk about for the rest of this episode. There's way more than seven natural remedies to help with IBD-induced arthritis, but I want to give you the top seven that I found the most researched on. You know I'm a research girl. I gotta have the research to back it up. I believe that the seven that we're going to talk about today are great because, like I said, they're research-backed, but they're also ones that can just be at your fingertips, ones that you can find in your house or they're easy to find with a click of a mouse so that you don't have to go to a ton of trouble to find them. Okay, without further ado, here we go with the top seven ways to reduce Crohn's and colitis arthritis pain naturally. The number one place to start this conversation about natural anti-inflammatory agents to combat IBD-induced arthritis is, of course, shocker, shocker, food. When it comes to lowering inflammation, we have to start with the food that we're eating. It's time to take stock of the foods that you're eating. What's inflammatory? 
what's not. We want to target those foods that are inflammatory and only eat them occasionally. And if your symptoms are really severe, we don't want to eat them at all. And at the same time, we need to boost the amounts of anti-inflammatory foods in our diet because those work at the root cause level to decrease inflammation throughout our whole body. So not surprisingly, the best thing that you can do to choose the mother of all inflammation-lowering foods, and I say foods, but it's actually a liquid. Say it with me if you know what I'm thinking, because I say this often on the podcast. It's bone broth. Bone broth, yeah. It's full of amino acid-rich collagen, specifically proline and glycine, and both help to rebuild healthy tissue in your body. Bone broth, it is also full of glucosamine, which I know some of you might take if you have arthritis, you might take that as a supplement to help reduce the arthritic pain. Glucosamine, it is also a compound in bone broth. So it's definitely a score for fighting arthritis at the food level, bone broth. I want to tell you about another food that is great for arthritis. Foods high in sulfur are really good for people who suffer from arthritis. Foods like asparagus, onions, garlic, sauerkraut, they are great options for your anti-arthritis regime. And sauerkraut, it gets this double bonus because it's also good for bacterial balance in your gut as well. And I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see that As we go through many of these natural remedies for arthritis, you'll see that they're also good for your gut inflammation as well. So that's pretty cool. Sulfur-rich foods, they contain this really long word, I'm probably going to butcher, methylsulfonylmethane. Oh my goodness, I actually said it. Methylsulfonylmethane, but I don't like to say it too often, so I'm just going to go with MSM as it's for short, let's just call it MSM, so I don't have to say it again. According to the Arthritis Foundation, MSM has been shown to be a natural analgesic or a painkiller for the nerve pain associated with arthritis. So get those sulfur-rich foods on. They are great when you're suffering with arthritis. So bone broth is great, as well as sulfur-rich foods, but in general, when we're talking about anti-inflammatory foods that can help lessen your arthritis, as well as help control your gut symptoms, we're talking about adopting gut healing diets because they are so anti-inflammatory. Diets like the specific carbohydrate diet, the GAPS diet, a gluten-free, dairy-free version of the whole food diet, autoimmune paleo. And if you listen to the podcast in January, Episodes 69 through 72, you know that these are the exact anti-inflammatory diets that we spoke about. They work to control inflammation throughout the body because they are high in good veggies and good quality fruit. They're high in protein and low in carbohydrates while also being great sources of good healthy fats. So if you're struggling with Crohn's and colitis-induced arthritis, definitely check out these earlier episodes because they will help guide you with how to eat to reduce your arthritis as well as your IBD symptoms. Now, as important as it is to know what to eat for your arthritis, it's equally important to know what to stay away from. 
some of the ones that I'm going to mention to you today, you probably already know. So let's just go through this list quickly, but because it's just important to go through it. I do want to say though, however, just because I'm going to go through the list quickly, it doesn't mean that it's easy to stay away from those foods. We, a lot of times we know what those foods are, but it's hard. It's hard for all of us to stay away from those foods. Sometimes they're really addictive, but remember insight is half the battle. So it's just about keeping them top of mind. So if you want to control your arthritis inflammation, you want to avoid foods high in sugar, right? Sugar, not surprisingly, highly inflammatory. Processed food, fast food are all high in inflammatory trans fats. Omega-6s from things like corn or vegetable or soybean oils, that should definitely be avoided as well. Gluten and dairy, those are pro-inflammatory as are things like chemicals, dyes, artificial ingredients that you're going to find in boxed, packaged, and canned foods. MSG, that monosodium glutamate you may have seen in some of the foods that you eat, that is also an inflammatory trigger. MSG, it's an inflammatory trigger. And I have to say, although it's not a food, I just feel like I have to say it. This is a good time to say it. NSAIDs. NSAIDs, those non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, When arthritis pain strikes, many people, they want to reach for the ibuprofen. But just, I just want to say, just be very careful about that because as you may have already heard, they can trigger IBD flare-ups. So it's better to use the other supplements, the foods that I just mentioned. Those are really better than the NSAIDs that can definitely trigger your IBD symptoms. Okay, let's talk about our natural arthritis remedy number two. Besides eating anti-inflammatory foods, one of the best natural remedies for arthritis is aloe vera. Aloe vera is rich in anti-inflammatory vitamin C, vitamin E, flavonoids, tannins, carotenoids. One arthritis and aloe vera study that I saw found benefit for the participants using the aloe vera gel orally, so drinking it. The study found that aloe vera gel can be anti-inflammatory for those with arthritis as well as, and this is really cool, also they found it to be antimicrobial, which can really benefit your crotons and colitis as well. I will link to that study in the show notes in all the studies that I'll mention today in case you want to just check them out yourself and kind of, you know, get the ins and outs of the studies and how they did what. Sometimes that's fun to do. I will link to that in the show notes. There's lots of options when it comes to drinking aloe vera. I have had clients take several different brands over the years, but there is one I have to say that I have found to just be a standout because it's just so clean and pure, and that's the Lily of the Desert Whole Leaf Aloe Vera Juice. It can be added to a smoothie. You could put it in fresh-pressed juice. I mean, you can really put it in anywhere. I just like it because it kind of covers it up in places like that. But however you drink it, it's really powerful stuff. Aloe vera, it works at the cellular level to decrease inflammation. It also helps ease pain and increase mobility 
And like a lot of natural remedies, it works on multiple level levels. So aloe vera, it's been shown to increase immune function in the circulatory and digestive system. And it also has the power to remove toxic waste. So it just helps the whole body feel better. And like I said, I love lily of the desert, the whole leaf aloe vera juice. But if you're so inclined, you can actually make your own from a real aloe plant. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes to a recipe just in case you're an adventurous mom and you want to make your own. It really is pretty simple. So it's good to know you could make your own or if you just want something easy, you can buy it as well. But I will link the recipe in the show notes. So if you want that recipe, you can go to karenhaley.com forward slash 73. That's where it is in the show notes. Okay, speaking of whole aloe vera plant, I want you to also know that when it comes to aloe vera, you can use it topically. You can use it on your skin for arthritis pain as well. It works especially well in the studies that I found on back, elbow, and knee pain. You just break it open, you break open the plant, massage the gel directly into the affected area to get some pain relief. And you could also mix in, I love this, you can mix into the aloe vera gel some peppermint or some eucalyptus oil. It's kind of like a menthol producing effect. You can kind of feel those tingles, you know, it really helps with the pain as well. So if you're going to do that, I would use probably, I'd say three to four drops per tablespoon of aloe vera, but you can use that directly on your skin. You don't want to use too much because then it can burn, but three to four drops in a tablespoon should be fine. Okay, our natural arthritis remedy discussion, it would not be complete without the mention of remedy number three, and that is cod liver oil or some other type of fish oil. Personally, I have to say that I love CLO, cod liver oil, because of its vitamin D content. People with IBD tend to be low in vitamin D, so it's just an added bonus, but choose the one that you like best for you. CLO, it also contains vitamin A. I know that some people worry about vitamin A toxicity. It's rare, but if you're worried about that, I would definitely just have your level checked before you start taking CLO. Now, I want to tell you about a research study that showed the benefit of taking CLO for arthritis. This particular study showed that with the use of one gram of CLO for three months, It showed that the participants had a decrease in their morning stiffness, in their pain, swollen joints, and also in the intensity of the pain that they had. That decreased. So that's really huge. That's pretty much all the symptoms that you have of arthritis. So I noticed it wasn't immediate there, right? Did you see it? It it was a 12-week study. So... It's not something, so three months, so it's not something that you're taking and it's one and done. It takes a little bit longer because when we're working at root cause healing instead of cover-up medicine, it takes our bodies just a little bit longer to really get the kind of reaction we're looking for for the long term. So I think that's important to mention. It can take a little bit longer. When we're talking about fish oil, I found a really good study that showed the benefits of fish oil for arthritis, and it showed some really similar results for their participants. So decreased pain, decreased stiffness, 
And with this study, there was also a reduced need for medications like NSAIDs and those corticosteroids. So that's pretty cool. And what I also saw with most of the studies that I looked at with fish oil is that a higher dose was taken for them. So this particular study, it had the participants taking 2.7 grams a day. But of course, when it comes to dosing, you always want to check with your doctor first because everybody has different dosing needs. I just wanted to mention what the study mentioned and how it was effective for them. It kind of gives you a starting place. Again, I will link to the CLO and the fish oil studies in the show notes because you might be like me. You might be a research geek and you might be a science nerd and you just want to geek out on it or look at it for yourself. If you've been thinking about trying fish oil or cod liver oil for your IBD-induced arthritis, I have to say when it comes to supplements, and you probably have heard me say this before because I always say this for people with Crohn's and colitis, especially try to find a liquid supplement because they're much easier for us to absorb we already have absorption challenges and when we can find a supplement that's easier for us to use in our body it's always better always again choose high quality supplements when it comes to things like this you don't want to waste your money if you're gonna buy something crappy just don't even bother high quality supplements i'm gonna give you a couple brands to look for nordic naturals makes good clo as well as fish oil pure encapsulations makes a good one and always take your one more note always take your fish oil and your cod liver oil with food because it also then increases the absorption of the supplement okay moving on let's talk about number four we have to talk about remedy for arthritis number four and it is turmeric the anti-inflammatory and arthritis benefits are amazing when it comes to turmeric you can buy the actual turmeric root right in your grocery store it's usually right next to the ginger root if you've ever bought that it's usually right next to that except on the inside it's orange instead of that pale yellow color of ginger. So you can buy it at your regular grocery store. You can use it for cooking. You can grate it over soups and stews. You can grate it over a salad. You can even press it into your fresh pressed juice. But when it comes to arthritis, you're probably going to need higher amounts. So that's where supplementing can come in handy. The active component in turmeric that's anti-inflammatory is curcumin. Curcumin can help with pain reduction and increase ease of movement. It can also decrease swelling, morning stiffness for those who are suffering with arthritis. The research that I found about curcumin, it was really interesting because it looked at the difference between using turmeric to control arthritis versus ibuprofen. And the study showed that using turmeric was equivalent to using 1200 milligrams of ibuprofen. And I have to say it again, that like all these remedies we're talking about today, they're also so powerful for Crohn's and colitis. Of course, turmeric and curcumin that's just another example of this inflammation is inflammation is inflammation and so things like this remedies like this they are all helping your whole body they're helping to heal the body as a whole now when we think about curcumin as a supplement i have seen the studies run the gamut there's a lot of studies out there 
And I see when it comes to dosing, I see anywhere from 1,000 milligrams a day all the way to 6,000 milligrams a day, depending on what you're using it for. From my personal experience and also from seeing some of my clients take it, I really feel like when it comes to curcumin, you have to experiment yourself to find your best dose because everybody is different. Curcumin supplements, they can also be challenging for your stomach if you take too much. I know personally that has been a thing for me. When I take too much curcumin, when I take too high of a dose, my belly gets kind of gurgly, gets bloated, but at lower doses, I'm fine. So just kind of play around with it a bit, see what works for you. Okay, now I cannot mention turmeric root without also mentioning another anti-inflammatory root, and that is remedy number five, ginger. I just mentioned it because it's next to the turmeric root in the grocery store. I know that you're familiar with ginger. People tend to, it's kind of like cilantro, right? People tend to love it or hate it because it has this really distinct flavor. I have to admit, I am in the love category. I love ginger. For me, a little ginger goes a long way, but I do love it. I especially love when I get my hands on some fresh ginger root because it tastes so fresh. It's so good. Ginger root, it has been around forever, really. Ancient cultures were talking about using ginger root to promote a healthy immune system. In fact, it's really great. I even use it today. I use it with my kids as well. When cold strike, when a flu hits, it's wonderful for an immune booster as well. And today, and in more recent studies, ginger has been found to help with inflammation conditions like arthritis. Ginger is awesome. It is awesome because there's so many ways you can use it. Like I mentioned, I love fresh ginger root because it just lasts forever. All you have to do, you buy it at the grocery store and I know there's that whole honking piece. It looks like a weird shaped tree. You don't have to buy all that. You can just pull a piece off and then you'll have it forever. Break off what you need, bring it home and put it in the freezer because that's how it stays freshest. Then all you do is you just take it out when you need it. So don't let it being too big or thinking I'll never use it be the reason you don't get it because just freeze it. It will last you forever. I love fresh ginger root for juicing. It adds just a little bit of a zing to the fresh pressed juice when I make it. I also love to grate it over my favorite foods from soups to stews. Ginger, it also comes in ground form. We know that. Sometimes we use it in baking. We see it in the spice aisle at the grocery store. And you can also supplement with ginger. There actually are capsules of ginger that you can buy. And then lastly, I've even seen ginger essential oil. And that has been really found to be beneficial for those with arthritis as well. So there's lots of ways that you can use ginger. According to a recent study that I found about ginger and arthritis, the anti-inflammatory benefit is from this major pharmacological compound in ginger. It's called 6-gingerol. 6-gingerol. And I found this really interesting study. I like it because it had lots of participants, over a thousand. That's always a good sign for a study because you can trust the results more when there's a large group. And so in this study, the ginger had an anti-inflammatory effect 
on the inflammatory markers that we look at to see like how what is your inflammation level. You might even be familiar with these. C-reactive protein, you probably have heard of that one. Tumor necrosis factor alpha. So it's interesting because these same inflammatory markers, they're the ones that our gastroenterologists are looking at to determine our inflammation levels with our Crohn's and colitis. And this study, it showed that when people took ginger, it had a significant reduction in both their CRP and their TNF-alpha levels. Isn't it just really cool? It's so interesting how the remedies that are helping our arthritis are also helping our gut struggles. Our body parts, they don't just work individually. We are whole individuals. And so when you're reducing your arthritis symptoms, you're also making your Crohn's and colitis symptoms better at the same time. I just love that. I love that about these root cause remedies. They work on so many levels. Now, if ginger sounds like a good option for you to reduce your arthritis inflammation, I really like ginger tea. Have you ever had that before? I really like it. And please, I have to say, please, please do not go and buy the the tea bag at the grocery store. It's basically dust. I'm talking about real ginger tea, the one that you make with the actual ginger root that you buy at the grocery store. You can steep the root in hot water, add some good quality raw local honey, maybe a squeeze of lemon if you want to get a little fancy. It's a really tasty beverage and it really works. Now, when you're using ginger powder, like I mentioned earlier, you could use it in soups, stews. Those are a really great place for that. You could use the powder. If you want to use ginger topically, if you want to use it on your skin for the place where the arthritis is giving you pain, that can be really helpful for arthritis as well. I recommend using it as the essential oil combined with a carrier oil or a cream, a carrier cream. Because remember, we can't use the essential oil directly on the skin. When we combine it with a carrier oil or a cream, then we can tolerate it and it works well. One study found that it's very helpful for osteoarthritis particularly. So like all of these studies, while we're talking about root cause medicine instead of the cover-up kind of medicine, it can take a while to show the positive effect. Again, this is a study where the participants used it topically for 12 weeks, and then they saw a really big impact when they used it over time. People in that topical ginger study, they noticed less pain and they were able to complete daily activities. They said that their quality of life improved and all of this with no negative side effects. So I love that. That's huge. Again, I will link to the studies that we're talking about today at karenhaley.com forward slash 73. So you can check them out for yourself. All right, it is time for arthritis remedy number six. Did you know that there are enzymes that can actually help ease the inflammation and symptoms of your arthritis? They really can. Enzymes. They are called proteolytic enzymes. 
You might have heard of digestive enzymes before. Proteolytic enzymes are produced naturally in our digestive system, but for some, especially those of us with digestive issues, those of us with Crohn's and colitis, we can be deficient in these kinds of enzymes. In general though, these types of enzymes, they help us break down protein in our food, in the food we're eating so that we can digest and absorb it better. So proteolytic enzymes, they're a group of digestive enzymes and they're the ones that are needed to break down proteins. You might have seen this if you take digestive enzymes. You might have seen this on your enzyme bottle as protease enzymes. That's what they're talking about in that that part of the supplement. Okay, so if you go and search proteolytic enzymes, you just might get a little bit overwhelmed and not know where to go with it because there are several. So I'm going to tell you the ones that seem to be the most beneficial for arthritis according to the research. So when it comes to dealing with arthritis, the two that I'm talking about here, the two that I've seen the best research on are an enzyme called Wobenzyme, which is a combination of a proteolytic enzyme and bioflavonoid. And then there's another enzyme called bromelain. That one you may have heard of. It is in a lot of digestive enzymes. These are both supplements that You don't need a prescription for it. You can buy them locally. You could buy them online. In the Wobenzyme study that I saw, people with arthritis, they showed healing benefits at the same level as taking the NSAIDs for pain relief. And that's really good news because it means that hopefully over time, you can swap out or use less of that flare-inducing pain reliever. And like with all these studies we're talking about, it seems like a pattern here, 12 weeks, it was the magic number again. So after the 12 weeks, people in the study, they reported improved pain scores as much as if they took the NSAIDs and again, with no negative reactions. So that's really a really promising study. So Wobenzyme, let me spell that for you just in case, because it's not something that you hear of a lot. It's not a word that we typically use. It's W-O-B-E-N-Z-Y-M, just in case you want to look it up. Okay, so I mentioned bromelain as well. Bromelain is another proteolytic enzyme. It's worth considering. It comes from the pineapple plant. It's actually pineapple extract. Several studies have been conducted with this particular supplement for arthritis specifically, and I've seen it at varying doses, and they all showed a reduction in swelling, pain, stiffness again, and then with no negative side effects, which is the best news of all. So like I said, these are supplements that you can get yourself. Of course, you want to get approval from your doctor first, just in case you have any underlying conditions that might be a problem, but then you can get it yourself without a prescription. When it comes to bromelain, I really like this one by a company called Douglas Laboratories. Again, Pure Encapsulations is a great as a great brand. And Douglas Laboratories, they actually they also make a high quality Wobenzyme, as does an, another company you might have heard of, Garden of Life isn't is the other company. Okay, it is time. Last one. It is time for number seven. I saved our simplest 
and last natural remedy for IBD-induced arthritis until the end because I wanted you to have one that is just a no-brainer, one that is just so simple that you can do it right now. Like seriously, you can even start this one while you're listening to this episode. That's how simple it is. And the last arthritis root cause remedy is to drink more water. According to the Arthritis Society, staying hydrated is vital when it comes to living with arthritis. As they say, hydration flushes out toxins, which help fight inflammation. And well-hydrated cartilage reduces the rate of friction between bones so you can move more easily. That just makes sense, doesn't it? The more lubricated our body is, the less arthritis pain we feel in our joints. And when it comes to hydration, we know that water is best. So my advice to you is to just keep it with you at all times as you move about your day. It's going to help you with even more than arthritis like so many of these remedies we're talking about today. There's plenty of super fun, super cute water bottles that you can find on Amazon. Ones that are just so cute that you just want to drink out of them. I want you to get that one. Get the one that says, yes, I will drink that. And if you're not a lover of plain water, it doesn't have to be plain. You can zing it up a little bit. Add a little slice of lemon. Add some lime. I don't know about you, but I'm a huge fan of those fruit infuser containers for my water. A little strawberry, a little cucumber, maybe a little mint. And I'm in water heaven. I love that. One of the fluids, I have to say, though, that can really harm your arthritis that you want to stay clear of, and this isn't going to be a surprise to you, is soda. Soda can dehydrate you, not to mention just all the crap that's in it that's just wreaking havoc on your digestive system. Soda also creates uric acid when you digest it, and uric acid builds up and it crystallizes in your joints. Not a good thing for arthritis, so definitely stay away from the soda. If you're going to hydrate and lubricate your body with something other than water, I know we have to mention that because sometimes you want something other than water. I highly recommend fresh pressed juice, not the kind that you buy at the grocery store like apple juice or orange juice, but actual fresh pressed juice, the kind that you pressed yourself. You just made it. And I would make it with a ratio of two to one, veggies to fruit. Veggies are great for their anti-inflammatory properties, but then you can have a small amount of fruit because it just gives you that little bit of sweetness that we all crave. It just makes the fresh juice taste better. And you'll be happy to know that those aren't the only things that are good for arthritis. Tea is also a yes. I'm talking like hot tea or even cold tea, black, green, white tea. They're rich in polyphenols, which is amazing for their anti-inflammatory benefits. Now, when it comes to teas like your green, your black, your white tea, I know that caffeine can be an issue there because caffeine occurs naturally in those teas. So when you're choosing those kinds of teas, I personally, I like to pick ones that are organic and naturally decaffeinated because that dramatically reduces the amount of caffeine that you consume. Even I, most people, I, they think that when you hear the word decaffeinated, it means there's no caffeine. But actually in that natural decaffeinated 
decaffeination process. There is still a tiny bit of caffeine, but really it is minuscule and much, much better for you to stay away from the caffeine, but still get the benefit of the tea. When it's time to lubricate and to hydrate through, think water, 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 right? That's going to be your best source. It's something that you can do right now, right while you're listening to the podcast, unless you're driving, of course, then just wait till you get home and you can do it as soon as you arrive. Okay, my love, seven tips to get to the root cause of your arthritis and reduce those awful symptoms that it creates, the ones that we just felt like we have to deal with. No, you don't. There are some remedies that can help. I hope that these ones helped you today. Let's just do a quick recap before we part. Time for the pen and paper, time for the notes app on your phone because we're going to run through them real quickly right now so you can make sure you have them. Number one, I feel like a broken record here because on the podcast, all I talk about is food, 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 but it's because it works. Food works. Let anti-inflammatory food be your healer and find a wonderful anti-inflammatory diet like the ones we've talked about previously on the podcast because it won't just help your arthritis. It will help your Crohn's and colitis. It will help your whole body as well. Number two was aloe vera juice taken orally, like in a smoothie or in some fresh pressed juice. That's great. Remember that aloe vera, it can also be used topically. You can even use the whole plant. And if you want to get just a little bit extra saucy, you can add some peppermint or eucalyptus essential oil to just bump up the feeling better fast factor. Okay, number three, remedy number three for arthritis that we talked about was to lubricate those joints with cod liver oil or fish oil. It's great for your gut health and your brain health as well. And when you buy this supplement, choose liquid to increase your absorption and always have it with food. That's another tip. Okay, and remedy number four, we went to the root cause with a root called turmeric. Remember, the anti-inflammatory component in turmeric is curcumin. Supplementation is really the best way to get the amount that you need to get your inflammation under control. There are liquid forms of curcumin. They do exist. So you might want to try to find a liquid form for better absorption. Play around with the dosing. See what works best for you. You can always ask your doctor because these days doctors are familiar with the anti-inflammatory benefits of curcumin. Number five, another root at the heart of easing your arthritis pain. It was ginger. Ginger can be used many ways from cooking to supplements to topical creams. Find the way that just works best for you. Number six, our remedy number six was the proteolytic enzymes like Wobenzyme and Bromelain. When used in supplement form, they have been shown to decrease many of the arthritis symptoms that plague us like pain, stiffness, quality of life, mobility issues. Wobenzyme has even been found to be as effective as those NSAID pain relievers. And then last, Oh, not least, but last was the simplest remedy of all, and that was water and other hydrating beverages. Stay away from the soda because it's only going to make your arthritis worse. Fresh pressed juice is okay with lots of veggies in it. 
as well as various teas. Those are also good for those inflammatory properties. Bottom line here is that these supplements, the food we've talked about, everything we talked about today, they are fantastic root cause healers for the IBD-induced arthritis that some of us experience. But the cool thing is, they're also, every single one of these is great for your Crohn's and colitis as well. And remember, you don't have to choose them all, but choose the one, the two, the three, whatever, the ones that speak to you, the ones that are easiest for you to get started on today, tomorrow, soon. And of course, there might be something about your individual health and your situation that would prevent you from trying any of these remedies, any of the ones we talked about today. So always, always consult your doctor before you start any new supplement regime. It's always best to be safe, best to err on the side of caution. Remember, the simplest one you can do right now. No doctor is going to tell you no to number seven, to that water, to those things that hydrate. Let these remedies benefit you to get the, that inflammation that you're experiencing under control because it's really, it's the key to remission and the key to a lifetime of good health. Until we meet again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy gut healing journey. Chat soon. Bye.